If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet PlushCare, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cats at night. Now here's John Katsimatidis. And now we're going to go to, uh, well, we're supposed to go to Dr. Peter. Oh, you know, I have a question for you, John. Do you ever worry that they'll go after the Thanksgiving Day Parade? They're going after Columbus. They're going after all these things that make America great. the, The NYPD does a good job. Protecting no, everybody. No, no, no. I mean like woke, the woke culture. Yeah, well, that's what, what I happened. mean. Look what happened to Disney. They had to bring back the, the old chairman because the new chairman didn't didn't realize you go woke, you go broke. One difference though is they had Ron DeSantis down there leading the charge. Would New York be willing to to fight back? Yeah. The new call signs are go woke, go broke. Right, okay. because I mean they could say, Hey, Thanksgiving is celebrating a holiday where we invaded and took over and right. committed a Don't genocide against we the Native about Americans. It with, with Disney about that woman that was the head of diversity Correct. and she and she takes her five two five year olds or the five and a six year old and try to Changed it right. They're both trans or something, and oh my god! And now in San Francisco, they're saying there's 130 genders. It's quite a new world. But you That's, know who can tell us how, how many? Say, where's it at? That's a lot of. But you know who can tell us how many genders there really are? What's they're really going on in the world? We have Dr. Peter Mikolos, our resident medical genius. Dr. How many genders are there, Dr. <laughs> Peter Mikolos? It's uh, way beyond my pay grade. <laughs> Now, you, you were listening in when I was on with uh, former Secretary uh, Ty McCoy, and uh, you had some, uh, some uh, things to say. Go ahead. No, I just wanted to say that uh, throughout history, uh, the Russians, people confuse uh, Soviet Union and Russia. And uh, what happens is that the Russians actually, without them, we were never won World War II, and they wait for the winter. And uh, also with Napoleon Bonaparte, they beat him because they're great at fighting winter battles. The other issue that nobody talks about is the Ukrainians, fuel depots. Most of them have been bombed out. They don't really have fuel to fight a winter war. The Russians have plenty of fuel to fight a winter war. So people, you know, don't don't uh, never underestimate what might happen based on history. And uh, the general referred to the Finnish in 1939. There was a battle November 30th with the Finnish. But they were fighting in 1939, the, basically the Bolsheviks and the Soviet Union. 30 million Russians were already killed by the Bolsheviks, and they were already weakened. They couldn't even make bullets or had guns or not even enough ammunition. So that's not a, really a fair comparison. Yeah, the Russian 30, army of World 30 War 30 million Russians. You know, you've got to say that slowly to, to comprehend the meaning of 30 million Russians. Yeah, absolutely. When the Bolsheviks took over, they basically they were the the super left communists of the time, and they basically banned Christianity. They destroyed the Orthodox Christian Church in Russia. They killed the priests. They shut down the monasteries and churches, and that was the Soviet Union. So, and, and also, people need to look at history. Look up for our listeners. Look up Battle of the Ice from 1246, April 5th, and you'll see the history how. Russia was basically a, a, a Western and an Eastern part, and they fought it out in the Battle of the Ice on a famous battle. And if your listeners look it up, some of the same things happening today and the same 
borders. By the way, uh, Dr. Michalos is also a historian. Yeah, I would say, though, Dr. Michalos, one difference is the Russian army has disgraced itself in this war. I mean, they're taking on a minor country, and they've lost almost every battle. So th- this is not the same Russian uh, army we saw in World War II or the Soviet army. Well, again, you have to understand the Russian soldiers aren't really fighting it. If you really look at it, they have hired mercenaries from the Wagner Group and those are so that they don't uh, bring a lot of body bags back to Russia. They have hired hired guns doing most of the fighting when you start looking uh, really close at what's happening. So the Wagner Group is basically like uh, a, mission, a mercenary group. Okay, so where is the Russian army? Wait, wait, wait. We got you know, to finish that, the and then we army. have to get off to a real yeah. subject. Yeah, the, the, basically, in World War II, a million men marched out of Siberia suddenly, and that's how they beat the Germans. And the, the, the Russians haven't even used their uh, army yet. They've been using mercenaries. So if you start looking at it really closely, they haven't used their full force. Uh, I, yet, that's I, a whole other battle. I think but you have more confidence today. in the Russians than I do. Uh, Again, again, uh, right, again, it's not about confidence. I'm just talking about history. Yeah, but his, that, you know, if history is in the past, and the current, you know, the current history is pretty poor for Russia. Well, no, they got all the fuel and the oil. The or Ukrainians. I'm don't talking have about any the army. I'm talking fuel. about the army. Yeah, well, the army. It's just the reports we're hearing here. They haven't even unleashed their air force yet. So again, you got you have to really, really look at it and. And we'll, we'll wait and see. We'll talk let's about wait it and again see. in about three Switching months. Switching gears. Dr. Mihalos, let's switch gears. We wanted, yeah. you, you had some revelations that you talked to us about before uh, about the people that are smoking marijuana. Yeah, well, one of the problems is, like, for example, let's start off with cigarettes. When you smoke cigarettes, the guy smoking it off the filter is actually getting less toxins than the poor innocent person. Or if you're in a car with a child or your spouse, and they're actually getting the smoke off the tip of the cigarette, that's much more toxic. And going to marijuana, when you're in a room with the person who's smoking a joint or marijuana and your job requires drug testing, we're going to start seeing, and there have been some reported cases of people testing positive in their drug testing who aren't even marijuana smokers, but they were exposed to secondhand smoke. So we're going to start hearing more about this. And getting back to cigarettes, we now know that, of course, Smoking causes lung cancer, but it also causes something called macular degeneration, like a fourfold increased incidence. So when you meet people who have macular degeneration, a degenerative disease of the back of the eye, and you speak to them, they'll say, you ask them, were you a smoker or married to one? 90 plus percent of the time, they'll say, yeah, how did you know? Wow. Because it now turns out we don't even know how the smoke on the molecular level gets into the eyes through the bloodstream. So that's fascinating. The other thing that's really interesting is the Duke University study that nobody's really talking about, where they found this uh, gene called the DLGAP2 gene, and it, 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 there's alterations on the gene, and they think that that can result in uh, possibly autism. And uh, it's a gene linked to autism undergoes these mutations when you're exposed to marijuana. But the good news is they also found that if you abstain from marijuana for 77 days and they tested those same men, the fresh sperm that was produced, did not have as much damage. So if you plan on having any children and you're a pothead out there, uh, please consider waiting and abstaining before you So we had the bad news and we had the good news. Thank you for both. And then uh, the other thing is when, you know, we're going to start seeing more of what I call DW high instead of DWI with more car accidents and impaired people driving. And unfortunately, police don't have a good testing mechanism right now to see, especially with these high THC levels that are in these new cigarettes and also some of these gummy forms and people are ingesting. So there is not a really good test when you pull someone over 
but sometimes it's pretty obvious the way some people are driving, as we can see on the highway, and we're going to be seeing more of that with uh, marijuana. And it is a gateway drug. When I worked at Rikers Island and did interviews on inmates, uh, when I worked as a doctor there, they all said that their gateway drug was marijuana, and that's where they started. But the marijuana in the old days was 2 or 3%. Uh, THC now it's up to 20 to 30 percent and one hospital I was talking to a doctor in San Diego he said that they sometimes get 20 young people teenagers in their 20s with marijuana psychosis coming in and filling up their ERs in California so uh, we're going to be hearing a lot more and the other fascinating thing was intergenerational inheritance damage from the marijuana where it damages the sperm and that sperm gets passed on that's damaged in those genes to the child, and then that child can give it to his children and grandchildren. So that's something also new. And again, this is not my opinion. This is Duke University. You can look it all up. It's uh, there, Susan Murphy. If you're going to have children, you better stop smoking marijuana. And God only knows what it does to women's eggs because we don't make new eggs. We are born with the number of eggs we'll ever have for a lifetime. Yep. Anyway, just listen to WABC to get more health tips and history. And uh, and Dr. Mihalo's happy, happy Thanksgiving and uh, have a great Thanksgiving day. This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.